It slices, it dices, it makes all your dreams come true. The Creators Collective provides information not only on woodworking, but metalworking, leather, electronics and more. But that's not all. It also comes with three hosts to answer all your creating questions. Now, listen along as James Wright, Zach Herberholtz and William Walker fumble through answering your questions live each Thursday morning. Listen in now and you can have this amazing podcast for the simple monthly installment of a Patreon subscription. But we're just getting started. And we're back for another exciting episode of the Creators Collective. And this this is going to be a really fun week because for once we have three people here and no one else. And this is kind of a, a new and exciting thing we're, we're trying out. <laughs> um, I, let me talk about that a little later. We're getting into uh, uh, Patreon, and I want to say a huge thank you to our uh, patrons on Patreon, especially uh, Darren Mates, uh, Caleb Harris of You Can Make This Too, and John from John Made It. Also, want to say a huge thank you to our newest patron, Josh Daugherty. Daugherty? Sorry, uh, Josh, you're giving da the Daughtry. complimentary total mess up of your name. <laughs> yes, Daugherty. He, uh, I know, I know him pretty well. We hung out in Chattanooga when I was up there uh, fleeing from a hurricane last year, and, and he <laughs> bought me a few beers. and And he's he's usually part of the. I do a, a live chat for my Patreon people every Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, Tuesday, and uh, he's usually there. So. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks, Josh. Yep. Also, if you want to uh, listen to us, you can listen on uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud now, and uh, wherever you normally listen to your podcasts. And we do go live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern time here on our YouTube channel. So feel free to join us there where you can join the live chat and have your questions answered live on air. So um, what do we got going on this week? Uh, Zach, why don't you kick us off? Uh, <laughs> yes, we got it. Like start with me. It takes me. I'm kind of slow. That's the very things. reason we start with you, Zach. Um. So, God, what have I been up to? Oh, I got a um. I got a new tool. I got a toolbox. Uh, like a big workstation. Finally, and I can't believe how much more room. So I've I've spent like the past the the better part of the past week just organizing my shop and cleaning it up, trying to make more floor space, more room like a, a thorough cleaning and having this, uh, I think it's like, it's probably like five foot. I have always liked the workstation toolboxes, you know? So I used to be a mechanic years and years ago and everybody had toolboxes for everything. And then like I was an auto mechanic and everybody works out of boxes. And, uh, then I worked at a really high end bicycle shop when I was going to school in Portland and all the tools are up on the wall. And I'm like, huh, this is cool. I like this. I can see everything. I know where everything is. It's quick. Um, so I don't know. There's, there's. I think there's a, a place for both of them. I still have the majority of my, uh, my, my most used tools up on the steel shelf in the back of my shop that I built, or not shelf, but like kind of a pegboard that I welded hangers on years ago. But uh, having a toolbox is, it's really nice because I had, I originally had a work bench there and the space up because you can't typically stack things that you want to get to you can only go so high so anyway the box is is really given me a lot more room and i've just kind of it's been a reason to go through my whole shop and get rid of all the crap that i've been holding on to for like five years that you know i'll use for a project someday that'll never actually happen so thrown out a lot of stuff organized and i mean it's funny. I feel like the more tools I get in my shop, 
the more space I end up with. It's the weirdest thing ever. Like I look around my shop right now and I have, I have three times more tools in there than I did when I first started. And you know, if I went back, if I remember what my shop was like when all I had was like a table saw, a miter saw, and you know, some, some, uh, battery power tools, my whole shop was super cluttered. I mean, I could hardly move in there. And now I have like huge lathes, drill presses, hydraulic forging presses, grinder state. Like I have an industrial shop in this tiny garage and I still have a ton of room. I don't know how it's, it's really weird. I mean, I guess when you're just, when you're forced, when you have no option to make things work, it's amazing what you can get away with. So I still have like yesterday, I was saying in my shop, I can't believe this is my shop. I have so many tools. I have more tools than I've ever had in here before. And I have more room than I've ever had. So um, that's that's been kind of what I've been up to the past few days. Um, yeah, I need you to come to my shop. I just have sh- stuff everywhere. Uh, and like my cabinets, like I start with them organized. And then I just, in the middle of a project, I'll just like cram them back into the cabinet, totally disorganized. And it's... Yeah, no, it's, come to my shop. I, I can't believe how much like of a better mood I am in when my shop is organized. Like it's just the whole experience of working is so much more relaxing and so much more calm. And I, I don't know. I mean, there's there's probably some science and psychological benefits that that uh, don't get enough credit to, to working in an organized shop. And what's weird is <clears throat> so... Lately, it's the heat index here has been like 104 degrees every day, just super humid and disgusting. And I finally got all this free space in my shop. Like I have a nice open area. I know all my tools have a place and it's just been really nice. And yesterday was like the hottest day, one of the hottest days of the year. And I came in, I'm like, wow, it was nice and cool out there today. And I looked and I'm like, what? Like it just felt like having that space and having the fans going and stuff, it just made it feel like the organization uh I, I feel like there's some weird synergy negative synergy effect between like a cramped cluttered space and temperature like it seems like they both make each other worse i, I don't know if that makes any sense but yeah. so yeah it's just been i've you know i was out there yesterday mostly cleaning and then i don't know it's probably like noon or so and i just got uh even heat uh tempering oven that showed up a couple of days ago so I thought yesterday, I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll try my hand at like some stock removal just so that I can, you know, get a better um, idea of the process. So I drew this out, cut it out yesterday, and I just finished the temper, the second tempering cycle at uh, like 8 p.m. yesterday. And I think today I'm going to throw some, try and throw some Padauk scales on there. And uh, if it all goes well, I might auction this off on my Instagram. So um, stay tuned. Cool. This is like the first, I mean, I, it's it's hard to say. I feel like this is actually going to be like the first real knife I've made all by myself in my own shop. I've like, I've hammered, I made a knife out of a wrench and I did, you know, I did a collaboration with a guy, but this is like the first one that's hundred percent me. And so far I can't believe how well it's turning out. It's like, look at it. I'm like, I can't believe I made that. So sure. if I don't screw it up, uh, I'll probably auction it off on my Instagram today or tomorrow very, or sometime. Very cool. So, yeah, cool. So that's James, what, what I've been up to. Um, well, I did a. Uh, well, I've been finally back in the shop. The last three weeks, I've basically been gone either out uh, in Michigan for Midwest, or two of the weeks I've been helping out at a uh, local camp 
And so it's kind of nice to actually get back and think about making something. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did the Tuesday live video with my wife um, doing the next step in the joinery window. We did a half lap dovetail joint, um, which is a half lap joint where one side of it, rather than just being a straight board, is dovetailed so it can't slide out in that one direction. Um, fairly simple joint, but uh, one that I kind of had some fun with. And uh, people are always asking, how do you do a dovetail? The same way you do anything else, you cut it. <laughs> so is that almost like a sliding dovetail? But No. Um, it's, well, it's um, well, you'll have to look at the picture. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a half lap, but the, the tenon side of the half lap um, is shaped like a dovetail as opposed to just being in line with the board. Okay. If that right. makes sense, I guess. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's see what else. Oh, I'm actually uh, getting work on the dining room table again. Um, I'm hoping to have the table all done during the month of July. So that's what I'm really going to be hitting big here. Um, I pulled out the slabs for the base, which will all be out of uh, two inch thick um, elm. So that will be fun. I have 160 feet of ripping to do through two inch elm with a handsaw. So nice. who wants to come over and burn out their arms for a day? <laughs> elm is relatively soft though, right? Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's softer than oak. Um, it's not, uh, it's, it's about the same as like a, a red maple. Um, okay. So a, I've never heard of red soft. maple. Red uh, maple is it. what most people call soft maple. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. although like that. any maple okay. that's not rock maple is a softer maple. So yeah, it's <laughs> like, it's, it's, uh, a lot of that ambrosia maple. Oh, okay. The, the beetles that, that go through it. That's at least here in the mid Atlantic. Um, there's a lot of red maple, red maple, silver maple. Um, yeah, you go to different places and they'll, they'll sell different types of maple as soft maple, but they're all pretty similar in consistency. Huh. I've always just kind of had the soft maple, hard maple construct in my head. There are lots of different types of maples. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Big leaf maple. Yeah. And then you got your box elder, which is uh, also that, known as um, ash leaf maple. Really? Mm -hmm. Box elders maple? Yep. Huh. Uh, isn't box elder like I think it's super cool looking, but isn't it really soft? It's relatively soft, yeah. Hmm. It's a really nice hand tool wood. But, uh, huh. So I'm getting a. I don't have it yet, but I'm getting a a vacuum pot. I I bought a pressure pot, wow. like one of the ones that'll go up to like it's actually for like um, epoxy casting, and it goes up to ninety pounds, which is a ton. It's actually a painter's like a. a uh, pressure pot system for a painting gun, but a lot of people say that they use it for um, epoxy because you mm -hmm. can because it holds so much. But uh, I have a vacuum system in the mail, which I'm going to use to stabilize some wood so that I can do some cool knife scales. Nice, so, cool, yeah. Get you some cactus juice. Yep, and uh, I th I always thought box elder was so cool looking, so I might have to. Especially when you get with the that. red flame in it. That's a yeah. The flame you did uh you guys have probably seen it i'm i'm so behind on like youtube um <laughs> i was watching because i was you know trying to learn how to do this stuff so i spent spent a lot of time watching heath knuckles uh and peter brown because I, I feel like in my mind when it comes to epoxy like they're i mean they're amazing i, I don't think you can get better than those two um but the the, the video that uh peter brown did he like you've shown how to use this vacuum system. And then afterwards he's like, so if you're anything like me, you've asked yourself, 
can you stabilize bread? <laughs> and then, of course, he he actually stabilizes. He throws in like some white bread and stabilizes it, which yeah. is. I, I like the, uh, pretty, the pancake awesome. uh, frisbee. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. I need to. I need to just watch his stuff because it's so it's so entertaining. Like I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I've said it before. I don't really watch a whole lot of YouTube because it just overwhelms me. Like I just I have. Yeah, it's too <laughs> much. It's information overload, and it just takes me away from doing my own stuff. But uh, Peter Brown's stuff is just so entertaining. I don't yeah. know. And I don't know why. He, it's just he's such great. a nice. He's such a nice guy too. Yeah. 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 He's he's one of the good ones. We should have him on someday. We should. Yeah. We should. Yeah. I can message him after the show. Yeah. See if he has to come on. Did well, the other thing I've got. Uh, uh, <laughs> the fun of live. <laughs> Go ahead. The you other first. thing I've got uh, going on is uh, I'm planning on doing. I well. I've had a lot of people view what I did last week with going to the Midwest tool collectors and say, you know, is there anything like that on the West coast? Um, and for a while I'd said, no, I, I don't know of anything out there, but uh, there is a group out there actually called uh, the Pacific Northwest tool collectors. And uh, they have a big meeting that happens once every two years. And this time it is in Portland. And so I'm, oh. I'm planning on making the trip out there. It's in August. Um, uh, but I I don't have the the funds to do it right now because I've I've spent all my monies for travel, um, so I'm currently putting together a GoFundMe to see if we can make this happen, um, and I want to do a, a video about where you can purchase hand tools on the on the West Coast and actually show some other places as well as document the uh, the uh, Pacific Northwest collectors. Oh, so I just I get homesick anytime people mention like. <laughs> The Northwest or Portland, it just it's a beautiful me, place. Makes me sad. I just get sad. Love going oh, out that way. Next year, great trail running. Still, still looking at uh, Bellingham. I've had a few people. I think I mentioned it on one of the podcasts. I had a, I had a couple people from the area reach out to me. Somebody that actually lives in Bellingham, and so yeah, we're we're checking with real estate agents and uh, seeing what we can get approved for and that sort of thing. So cool. Hopefully cool. next year. It's the plan. Yeah. Hopefully when you're out there, I mentioned this last week too, um, I'm going to be heading out that way probably next year. Probably the month before we move. Pro probably, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> to go out to Grizzly HQ and yeah. uh, check that out because that's where they're based. Cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, so what you got going on, Will? What was I going to say when we oh. had that weird awkward silence and we were both waiting for the other person to talk? I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know why you guys would know what I was going to say. <laughs> Um, no, so let's see. What do I have going on? Uh, I just got the contract for WorkbenchCon next February. Um, I'll be speaking with Rick Lefevre, uh of Woodwork Life on um, on basically a, a Film School Friday live um, event where we're kind of doing a photo 102 or 101 and 201 uh, live thing. Um, so that's exciting. I'm finally, finally finally buttoning up this uh walnut twin pedestal dining table um i have both pedestals turned i've got the trestles uh the trestle made i've got the uh the top sanded rough sanded and i'm installing the breadboard ends uh which i just posted that to my instagram last night i'm doing it 
you know, hybrid woodworking style. Uh, it would have been nice to, if I had a, a Festool Domino to install these breadboards. That would be the quick way, but I don't. So I'm going kind of old school with the uh, haunched mortise and tenons that go, you know, the multiple mortise, uh, multiple tenons that go across the width of the table. Um, so I'm fitting those. It's, it's, it's kind of stressful. James, have you ever made, uh, have you ever done one of those breadboard ends on a big dining table? Um, I, the largest one I've ever done was about two foot across. It was on a, uh, a coffee table. Okay. But yeah, they're, especially when you get really big and really wide, they, they can become fun. Yeah. This is about four feet wide, well, 40, 42 inches. So three and a half feet wide. Um, and it's, it's definitely, definitely screwing with me. And when I was making it, I was using a router to, uh, to, you know, make the, the initial thickness of the the tenon um and my bosch router so the so i was halfway through routing the second end uh and the bit just came out of the router and on looking at checking on it it wasn't the collet it was the actual spindle nut had come loose on the router and like it was just i've had so many problems with bosch routers and they're supposed to be like the bee's knees and this is my third one and it's just like why you think you're doing everything right and then the spindle nut comes loose um and i almost screwed it up but i saved it um in doing these breadboard ends i halfway somewhat restored a stanley number 78 that i picked up a long time ago that was just rusty and um, i didn't do a full restoration on it i just got it into working order um, and that thing's super fun. Does yours have uh, the uh, fence and depth stop? No, no, that was not, not on it when I picked it up. Um, but I got so it. happy with my my recent find. I found one in the box with depth stop and fence. Yeah, I was like setting it up, and I was like, "Oh man, like I don't have the fence, I don't have the depth stop." Uh, but I got it for five bucks, so I can't. Complain. Oh, sweet deal, still. Yeah, so Usually it's like um, thirty it, bucks even without those. Oh wow, and. Uh, and it worked perfectly for for trimming up the uh, the shoulders. Um, so it was it was great. Uh, I've been practicing my knife grinding um, after last week's show with uh, Jeff Fader. Uh, just practicing practicing on some mild steel, and I'm getting better. I got a, an even uh, an even bevel on some mild steel on a small. I want to call it a cheese knife uh, <laughs> because I can. Uh, and yeah, and just trying to come up with small sellable items um, that I can do while the glue dries, uh, and then you know either sell them uh, or auction them off on Instagram. Are you, so, you going to sell the mild steel ones? No, I don't think so. That's just practice. I don't think yeah. that's, that's I would what feel- I did. I was doing like for a while when I got that that bubble jig, which I still recommend. It's awesome. Um, I, I was just doing a bevel a day just to kind of build the muscle memory up and yeah, on mild steel because it's cheap. Yeah. And I, I would feel bad selling a mild steel, anything that resembles a knife. Um, it they, it sucks. They suck. Um, I made one. <laughs> I mean, I made, I made a proper one just to kind of learn the process. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try it. And, and I made it and I got it pretty sharp. I mean, sharp enough to cut paper and uh, you know, easily, but and I use it as like my box cutting knife and like cut tape and it works for that. But still, even on like cardboard, if I get like a pallet of you know that th- 
super heavy corrugated cardboard. Mm-hmm. Like pushing it through that, you'll get edge damage on cardboard. So yeah, mild steel knives. Um, no, <laughs> you know, and it's funny because I remember, you know, I'm always optimistic, and you know, the search bias. How like you go into Google and you're like, you'll search for something and hope to get the answer that you want to get, but it's probably not there. You can find people that are like, oh yeah, mild steel knives are great. Uh, I don't know. I've, I've my my I, I would love to believe bronze. that. Yeah, I probably not by much <laughs> my experience. Uh, I was yeah, gonna say it's terrible. better. It's better than a block of cheese for opening a box. I would rather you know? have a block of cheese in an unopened box than a mild steel knife in an open <laughs> box. I mean, what if the cheese? I use my box. Oh, oh it's like, that's it's like, like an exception. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I've just been throwing my mild steel knives into random wood objects in my shop. Um, and seeing if I can get it to stick. And I, I, <laughs> um, but yeah, so if anybody has any good ideas for uh, sellable, small, easily shippable things um, that they'd be interested in uh, seeing on my Instagram or Facebook, uh, let us know in the live chat. Or if uh, you guys have, if you one of you two have any good ideas. You, you looking for like trinkets to make? Yeah, trinkets, bowls, cheese plates, cutting boards, bottle openers, just stuff that I can make while, you know, the glue dries on the big stuff. I think, see, I think everybody needs to have an item. Like uh, Jimmy and I talked about this and, uh, you know, I think everybody needs to have like a signature thing that they, that they make and sell that that's like a steady ish income. And, you know, Jimmy's got the ice picks and, uh, like I do the, the key fobs that I sell quite a few of. And I feel like a lot of the, a lot of people have something that they're kind of known for. Jocko's got that, ridiculously awesome maker knife um that he just launched um but i think i mean my take on it is like you have to find something that is unique it can be a cutting board chain but like figure out figure out like your own style of it like design your own thing to where people see it and they go oh that's such and such as thing you know there's there's i just feel like there's so many standard uh, you know, bottle openers and, and and cutting boards and stuff. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I think you know, trying to come up with something that's uniquely yours, you'll have a lot more success. Mm-hmm. So. I could do like I'd be the live edge bowl guy. Those <laughs> are like, cool. Yeah, yeah, and I can turn them out quick. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Speaking of which, did you guys get your um, blanks from Birch Tree Farms? Yes. Yes. Thank uh, you, Birch Tree Farms. Yes. It looks exactly like mine, identical. Yeah. So we, My, for those of you who don't know, uh, he won the uh, Creators Photo Challenge a few weeks back, and uh, we were going back and forth about what do we get him, and he's like, "Well, no, you get you send us something." So we'll have to yeah. do a collaboration video or each turn them. I don't know what we're like. We have to figure out some some way to have like I mean, because I don't want to just like turn it into a standard bowl. We each three of us have to like figure out. We have to have a challenge and use it like creatively or something. I don't know. I don't know what it would be. My we challenge have, like, is actually turn it. We can have a contest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I turn mine in an hour. Meanwhile, James is, you know, turning yeah, I want to try out my new hook tools. Yeah. James is turning it on a steam powered lathe. When are you going to start doing that? <laughs> start doing like steam powered tools. I'm just looking forward to kids powered. So I can get the kids down here. It's like, ah, come on here, pedal this for a while. 
Your whole you're gonna have the uh, what do they call the the pole lines or whatever those shops? What are those called? Uh, the uh, the belt driven or yeah yeah. There's like some name for it though, like those shops that are all like pole drive or whatever on the ceiling. I don't know what the, what it's called, but you're just gonna have a shop and everything's there's gonna be like three yeah. cycles hooked up to your ceiling and yeah yeah. Uh, well, you want to get into some questions? Yeah, we've got a bunch of them. Yeah, oh, we have one from Eric. Uh, that's been sitting in our list for almost three weeks now. And he keeps wow. asking, when are you guys going to answer my question? So <laughs> Eric, we're sorry about this, but it's from Eric Osterhut. Osterhut? <laughs> it's <from> Eric. <laughs> uh, are there any tips you have for working with live oak uh, when it's dry? I have some um, planers and hand planes, and I'm really concerned about how, I'm really concerned that there will be some crazy tear out. Also, since it's some pretty dense stuff running at uh, 2700 on the Jenka hardness scale, I'm most likely it will most likely be tough on my blades. Either of you worked with Live Oak? I have not. <laughs> uh, in what context? Sorry, I was trying to fill out my my uh, who I'm following for the week, and I missed the, <laughs> I missed I missed like the proposition part of that question. Have you ever worked with dry uh, with Live Oak? Um, he's worried about crazy grain uh, and tear out. It's about twenty seven hundred on a Janka scale. Uh, any 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 tips? Uh, I've worked with Oak. I don't know if it's Live Oak. Uh, you'd know if it was Live Oak. Live Oak is something different. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's no. Like, yeah, James, you're the only one that's made anything out of Live Oak. So okay. Yeah, Live Oak is. Um, a really tough substance. It's actually the the lumber that was used on old Ironsides, um, the uh, the boat that was n renowned for cannonballs bouncing off it because it was made of live oak. Wow. Um, and many 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 ships um, have been made of light oak. It's a very good uh, for boat building because the grain is so twisted and gnarled. It uh, it it shapes well into weird and odd, unusual shapes. Um, but once it's dry, it is incredibly hard. Um, and doing it with hand tools is a pain. <laughs> there, there really isn't a, a good way other than uh, you're going to have to stop often and resharpen often and just know that it's going to take a lot of time. Um, but that being said, we live in an age of power tools. And uh, if you're working on anything larger than you know a tool handle, um, Power tools are the way to go. It uh, would almost be worth buying a table saw just to work on a larger piece of live oak. Um, tips and tricks, really not that much other than uh, you have to take thin shavings. Um, you, you can't jump into it heavily because you will get tear out. Uh, thankfully, the tear out isn't that bad because it's, uh, it is more interlocking. Um, even though the grain is twisting, it's not as, as bad as it might seem. But you do need to take thinner passes than you normally would. But yeah, other than that, it's just really hardwood. Uh, make, Bro make Brooklyn chimed in. It's line shaft. That's what I was looking for. Ah, uh, yes. I would think a card scraper would be your friend with something like Live Oak. Yeah, for the final finishing, that's yeah, good one for that. <laughs> uh, uh, this uh, Salvage Yard Designs asked, and I'm going to turn. Well, I, actually, I can turn it to both you guys because you guys have both done some leather work. Um, I really want to get into a bit of leather work. What would be a good starter kit of tools and a good resource on stitching? That's from Travis at Savage Yard Designs. Stitching a sewing machine. No, nah, you can saddle <laughs> stitch. You need to learn how to saddle <laughs> stitch. Um, I, so I put out a video like, I don't know, probably like six months ago. I had the same dilemma when I got into like leatherworking. I'm like, what do I need? And then like, there's a ton of like crappy YouTube videos and yeah. 
and they're like, here's what you need to get started. And then in every video is like totally different tools because like leatherworking isn't, it's not like there's one type of leatherworking. It totally depends on what you're going to do. Like if you're going to, if you're going to like sew up stuff like little wallets or card holders or that sort of thing, like that's one type of leatherwork. If you're going to do like tooling, like that's totally different set of tools. Any kind of BDSM. Yes. Yeah. There's a, yeah. Um, so there's there's (laughs) totally different tool set for depending on what you're trying to do. So that's what I found that was lacking on the YouTube videos is sure. Everybody has these videos on like what tools you need to get started, but then they don't tell you what kind of project they're for. So I put out a video that was, it was just leather card holders, very simple because I wanted something to just show the, the basic skills and the basic stuff that you're going to need for, you know, pretty much anything other than tooling. And, uh, there's a set of links in there and that I really tried to, to put it, to get it down to like the fewest tools possible. And you're going to need, um, you know, you're going to need some, some needles, some thread, uh, you can do, you can get an awl and punch all the holes yourselves yourself, uh, which I did at first, but I find, I found that the, um, the diamond like chisel punches make it a lot easier to, to, to get a nice clean, uh, even pattern and stuff. So I would, obviously that's kind of the reason I made that video. So I would suggest if that's something you're interested in to check it out. And if you have any other questions, feel free to shoot me a email or text or something. Yeah. Zach hit it on the head. I don't know if I could add much more. He's. <laughs> and I haven't done much leather working other than making a strop, which is basically. I and a ball wrote, gag. And a ball and a ball <laughs> gag. I forgot about the ball gag. That was, uh, that was, that was my private collection. The red, the red ball thing. Gimp <laughs> yeah. suit. Oh, now the, wow. the next question is directly for Zach. Um, WB Fine Woodworking asks in an earlier episode, Zach, you mentioned a website involving uh, that you mentioned a website that Zach was involved in that had free music video had free music for videos. Wow, I'm having problems. Uh, <laughs> what is that, Zach? That is AmpleTunes.com. Uh, it is yeah. So everything's free. We uh, we do. We do welcome any Patreon supporters. We're getting a ton of downloads, a ridiculous amount of downloads, and our stuff is popping up in videos all over the internet. We just put out a new song like a week ago, and uh, this stuff's expensive. Um, this sounds like a, a a pitch, and I guess in some ways it is, but like I can't move my my uh, monitor. But like the the amount of sound, like audio equipment, is disgustingly expensive. Um, like this mic, how much are these mics? You have the same one, James. Yeah, I think they're like 315 bucks. I have a, um, just for one of the many microphones. Yeah. And the preamp for this thing is I have a $700 preamp. My, um, interface is about $900. Uh, and that's just to get the sound into the computer. And the reason that we're in, there's two of us, uh, you know, his, his interface actually blew up my buddy John who's helping me up. So we're actually trying to save up to get him another interface. So this stuff is really expensive. It's always going to be free. We're never going to charge anybody, but uh, you know, the, the more we get, the more to get equipment and actually justify taking time from our paying jobs to, to make music. But uh, yeah, it's going really well so far. So if anybody's interested in that, check out ampletunes.com. Sweet. Yeah, and James, we're uh, I have my banjo. It's out of the box. We're working on a, uh, a full yeah, banjo. Yep, <laughs> looking forward to that. 
I'm down for any kind of Americana. That's like my jam. So um, cool. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, we have a question from the duck. <clears throat> Ducksworth. I love your, uh, I love your name, the duck. Um, what's, what cheap tools have you gotten that you've found you've really liked? Um, my example is a cheap $2 um, closed magnet that used to pick up little steel bits off the workbench. Hmm. I just used one of those yesterday to clean out a old toolbox and get all the little nuts and stuff out of the corners. It's a good one. Good choice. Do cheap power tools count? Sure. Yeah. Um, I, I would say my Harbor Freight drill press. I mean, I know it's not, you know, a $2 magnet, but um, it's uh, as far as drill presses go, it's on the cheapest end. Uh, I bought it seven years ago uh, and I use it way more than I ever thought I would. Uh, and it was like one of the best investments. I think it's like 200 bucks. Hmm. I'd have to go with the Harbor Freight um, mortising gauge. Uh, it's a marking gauge, but it has two pins, so you can mark both sides of a mortise. And it's like, uh, I think it was like eight, nine bucks. Um, but it's it's a great working mortising gauge, and I've, I, it's probably the one I use the most, even more than my like $60 Veritas uh, rolling wheel. I really like it. Hmm. God, this is a tough one for me. Um, yeah, it's because you don't buy cheap stuff. <laughs> yeah, why should I? Only only a, a rich man can afford cheap tools. Buying them over and over and over. Um, well, you know, I would say sharpies are always good. Uh, I, I'm going to go with adhesives this time. I'm going to go with like the 3M, the Super 77 stuff, like the tacky spray that holds stuff in place for you when oh, yeah. you're doing stuff. Um, it's cheap, and once you have it, you use it a few times you'll find tons of uses for it so get all your I'm gonna, hair sticky yeah and you'll get it on your hands and it'll be there for like a week and it'll just turn black because mm-hmm. yeah. pick up all the crap in your shop uh that stuff's really great and also just double-sided stick tape i mean both of those are good for sometimes when you need to stick stuff together if you're cutting multiple pieces and you want it to be the same or i don't know you have it around and you'll find uses for it cool well, let's uh, jump into the creator's photo challenge because this week we are going to pick a winner and uh, the winner gets something from my shop. So I'm probably going to send out a uh, wood by right card scraper. So uh, winner today gets a card scraper. Unless did you happen make, to be, did, didn't you make your own card scrapers? Um, no, I'm working with uh, DFM um, Toolworks and he makes them, but uh, then puts my logo on them. And so I sell them at an exorbitant price so you can get them with the logo or you can buy them cheaper from him without the what's logo. what's an exor is it exorbitant or exorbitant it's, uh 70 17 dollars plus shipping oh that's not bad get them from my shop or so you what's your take on you amazon like, with free shipping from him do you like thin card scrapers or thick card scrapers? Uh, i, I like don't have a medium opinion. pressure I, I, yeah. I like them enough to bend but not so thin that they bend on their own i really like the thin ones because i just feel like you can really like I don't know, but they get hot so fast. Yeah. I was going to say the heat buildup on those is. So that's what, why I also sell the wood by right thumb saver. Yeah. Those are AKA that's a refrigerator magnet. I did. Uh, <laughs> so what I started doing when I like had a lot of card scraping to do, I just grab like two or three of them. Yeah. And I just do like two or three scrapes and grab another one because it's cool and let that one cool off and just kind of like rotate them. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. What do you know what kind of steel he uses for those things? Uh I don't remember off the top of my head. It's a little harder than your average. Um, because most are, are like made of a, a, a fairly soft spring steel. Huh. 
um, but it's a it's it's a slightly harder than your your normal card scraper, which I like because I use a a carbide rod for uh, burnishing them. Hmm. Uh, but you just have to make sure you have a a, a good hard steel rod to, to burnish them. Yeah, a burnisher that's harder than the steel that you're trying to burnish. Yeah, yeah. For a long time, I actually used the side of a file. I used a file with a with a safe edge, and that worked really well. Hmm. So. Well, cool. uh, for the challenge, uh, Will, why don't you tell us who you picked? Yeah, so the Creators Photo Challenge, um, for anybody out there listening, we do a bi-weekly uh, photo challenge. Is it bi-weekly or semi-weekly? I think bi-weekly, which is kind of weird because I think that's correct, but bi-weekly sounds every like something that would weeks. happen twice a week, but it actually means every two weeks. Uh, so every two weeks, we give our listeners uh, two <laughs> weeks. Um so we have a theme for the challenge, uh, and then we encourage people to get out in their shops um, and take photos, try to up their photo game in their shop, make Instagram a better place for everyone. Uh, and uh, last week's theme, or last challenge, uh, was texture. And my two favorites uh, were the woodworking geologist. Uh, it looked like he was in the Northwest um, and he photographed an old growth pine and it was like perfectly straight. And the texture on the bark was really, really, really nice. It was just a really beautifully com- composed photograph. Um, so check that out. Uh, James just put it in the live chat. Uh, and then my second was Jay Builder um, of Instagram. Uh, and that one was, uh, it was, it was the uh, a cheap Harbor Freight plane that he converted into a scrub plane. Uh, and just the texture on the piece of wood that he was scrubbing uh, was just, it, I, I just liked it. And it was a beautifully lit photograph. It was well composed. Uh, just, just a nice photograph. So those are my two favorites. Sweet. Well, I've got, uh, my first pick is also a J Builder. Uh, I just, well, number one is a hand tool, so I, I have to pick it. <laughs> but there's there's something about the texture of uh, a recently scrubbed plane board that is, it's it's almost warm, which is kind of weird because it's like from the roughest, hardest plane in your book, but it's, it's a very inviting texture. Just me. <laughs> uh, number two, I'd have to go with uh, a Fernib Creations. Fernie B, I think, maybe? Or Fernie B Creations. Uh, it's the, it has the end of a, a belt sander um, with these chips that obviously did not come from the belt sander. Um, and just the, the coloring in it, I, I, I really kind of enjoyed it. It was just a, a, a good picture that I, I really liked. It has a, a very soft, warm feel to it and uh, very well done. Oh, and I have to have a, uh, an honorable mention uh, for hand planer hand plane pastor is it hand plane pastor yeah hand plane pastor um he put up a uh he reposted a picture of me with a wig on and uh, i think it was the best texture that was in the, all of them just to <laughs> uh that's ridiculous uh i have to give honorable mention to fernie b2 uh or fernib uh sorry for totally butchering your instagram handle um that one was a really sweet shot as well um James, what do you got? I just uh, sorry, sorry, Zach. <laughs> oh man, it's one of those weeks. Uh, Zach, what do you got? Um, well, mine also. I also have one of my nominations for the wooden weekends with the super cool tree that makes me homesick. Um, so that is one. Or wait, no, that's the the woodworking 
geologist. Um, yeah. My other one is for uh, the wooden weekends, which I mean, it, it looks like a bunch of uh, like pencil shavings. Or, oh, it says Corian shavings, but they kind of do look like pencil shavings. As far as texture, I just feel like it's you can almost like you just like want to jump into the pile of shavings. It just looks so inviting and fluffy. And I just think he did a really good job of capturing the idea and theme of texture. So, uh, yeah, cool. And I wanted to give a shout out because I mean, these are it's getting tough because there's yeah. so many of them now and they're all getting better. We probably had what 30 different something like that for this one. So, I wanted to give just the shout out to Gizzet, just a neat piece of wood, and also Steve from Moonshine Metalworks because it's a super cool axe and yes, you have to like axes. Yes, yeah, that was that's that, yeah, keep up the great work, everyone. But it sounds like uh, we've got a tie between uh, woodworking geologist and Jay Builder. Oh, that's right. And since uh, you picked both, you get to pick which oh, one. Oh, oh man, all right. <laughs> Hang do you on, like the me, tree or do you like the scope plane? Let me go look at it again. Uh, and while he's thinking about yeah, this, if you want good. to uh, see these pictures, there are links to them in the description as well as the, uh, what do you call it when it's on a podcast? The, the, yeah. the place with all the words you can find. Uh, it. Description? Or as oh. Fools with Tools would say, the shouts. Yes. Show, uh, notes. show notes. Yes, there you are. Shouts. Yeah. All right. Hang on. I got it. All right. Uh oh, there's smoke stop. coming out. There's smoke coming out. Ah, it's so hard. Uh, uh, okay. I'm going. I'm going. J Builder. J Builder. You got it. J Builder. It's, uh, more. J Builder. J B. Congrats, uh, man. Um, yeah. I will also get in touch with you, and if you get in touch with me, we'll uh, get you a card scraper. Also, uh, in the live chat, uh, Jeff Gruff. Uh, clarified bi-weekly it means both occurring every two weeks or fortnightly which is how i'm going to be referring to the photo fortnightly, challenge now yes. then everybody's <laughs> think you're talking about yeah. a video game oh uh, that's true uh <laughs> yeah uh but uh or occurring twice a week and same for bi-monthly so well, that's great that a word can have two completely opposite meanings or yeah isn't it know, uh contradictory fortnightly fortnightly is very clear I so like we have that. a fortnightly photo challenge. <laughs> and it's alliteration. That. You have to say that with like a uh, a British accent. Wait, a fortnightly photo challenge is not alliteration. A fortnightly photo is. No, Even though it's different letters, they're still the same sound. So I think it is an alliteration. I would think so. Can it be an alliteration with different letters? Yeah. If it's, it's the sound. Phonetically, yeah. Uh, phonetically fortnight photo challenge. Yep. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, uh, <laughs> let's go on to the joke of the week. Uh, let's see. What is the next one on the list? This one is from Tony Altman. Altman? Altman? Cool. <laughs> Someone asked me what I was doing for a living, and I told him I was a YouTuber. And they told me, uh, sorry, I'm not following you. <laughs> uh, that's good. That's a good one. Thanks, Tony. And uh, if any of you have any uh, jokes you want to tell, uh, go ahead and let us know, and we'll see about putting them on the list because we actually have a list now. <laughs> well, uh, let's talk about what we're watching, reading, and inspirating us. <laughs> inspirating us. 
Will, what uh, you got? Uh, I thought this was pretty cool. Um, Popular Woodworking just put out a video on uh, dominant eye in woodworking. So uh, it was a quick, short video about um, figuring out which eye is your dominant eye. Um, just like in uh, marksmanship, um, you have a dominant eye. And the way to figure out which eye you are dominant in is to point at something far away and then close one eye and then close the other eye and pointing at the thing that you're and so i figured out that i am right eye dominant nice how is that going to improve your woodworking uh for chisel work and things like that if you're setting uh-huh. down uh trying to keep straight like keep your mortises straight or anything like that that's why i just have a, a laser pointer on my chisel <laughs> laser guided uh bluetooth enabled chisel yeah, yeah exactly so james <laughs> i just saw you try it are you right metal chisel yeah i'm right chisel I don't know Zach, now you need now you need to try the pointing thing. Yeah, the pointing thing. Oh, I'm I'm right eye. I'm everything on my body is like I'm right. I'm right handed. I'm right leg legged. Right legged. But you yeah. know that for sure that you're right eye dominant. dominant? Yeah, yeah. I, I tested too just to to confirm. But yeah. <laughs> yep. Cool, Zach. What you, what's inspiring you? Um. What did I write down? Sunset Forge. Oh yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. So next weekend I'm going to Newark, New Jersey, and I am going to spend two days with um, John Arian of Sunset Forge NJ on Instagram, and uh, Cliff Dufton, who is CJ Dufton on Instagram, and we're just going to spend two days, and they're going to show me how to make hammers. Although I've made a few hammers their hammers are like exponentially better than my hammers. And uh, the ones I've made are really small and you know, they're, they're cool, but they're not these, these guys are next level. I think they're some of the best in the country. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go up there and take a two day course from them. And it's uh, hopefully I'll come back and be able to make some cool stuff. So I'm really excited about that. I am heading up there. I think I'm flying in Friday and I'm leaving Monday, Saturday and Sunday are um just going to be full days of forging but i want to put my feelers out there i'll probably do something on instagram as well if anybody is in the uh the newark region if i if a couple people reach out to me i might do like a get together or something friday night and i think i i don't know the area very well but i think i'm going to be staying in like the pompton plains area but i think that's relatively close to newark so i don't know if anybody's in the area and wants to hang out let me know and I'll see if we can set something up. Sweet. Very cool. Are you going to take any video uh, of your no. trip? What? None. <gasps> Why? Nope. Uh, I, I, I might do some Instagram. I'll probably do a uh, lot of Instagram because no. you know what? Like, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm paying for this class and uh, <clears throat> I want to get as much knowledge out of this class as I can. And if I, I thought about it, I'd like to, um, but I have two days to learn as much as possible. So I want to, I don't want to spend my time setting up the camera and, uh, you know, trying to get good shots and documenting. I just, I want to, I want to spend as much time working as possible. So I'll probably, my Instagram feed will probably be jam packed full of, uh, cool stuff. And I'll probably, I'm sure I'll interview those guys and, you know, that sort of stuff. So stay tuned, follow me on Instagram, ZH fabrications, which speaking of which I'm really close to earning my swipe, my swipes. <laughs> um, I don't even know what that means. So when you hit 10,000 uh, subscribers on Instagram, 
you can get the swipe up feature and you can provide links. So I can be like, uh, here's a picture of something swipe up and it'll take you to the video of the build or, you know, wherever you want to send them. So I'm coming up on that. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really excited. Right. But yeah, anybody in the New Jersey area who is potentially interested in hanging out, cool. let me know, see if we can set something up. Well, I have to, uh, go to the uh, video from Smarter Every Day. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever watch Smarter Every Day. It's a uh, really well-known YouTube channel that's been around for, what, 10, 12 years. Jeez. Um, but he puts out a video once a month, once every other month or so, and it is usually a, a mind-blowing, weird thing about physics or nature or uh, really cool stuff, but he did a video on a, a problem that he's been trying to work on over three years, um, trying to make this one video happen for three years. And uh, it was a, it wasn't as much about the project itself as about just, uh, you know, things are going to happen. Things are never going to go the way you want them to, but keep plugging at it. And I, I really resonated with that and it really kind of made my day. So definitely worth checking out Smarter Every Day. It's one that when he puts up a video, I watch it as soon as I possibly can. Well, cool. uh, let's look at our favorite product or tool of the week. Uh, Zach, what you got? Um, I am going to go with my new Even Heat uh, kiln. Ooh. It is so cool. I got the one with all the goodies. It's got like a digital touch screen. I think it has like Wi-Fi and stuff. I don't know how to do that yet. But um, yeah, super easy. I, I initially thought like, I don't know if I want to spend the extra money and get the um the the super fancy controller on it so that you can set like your ramp up times and and stuff, but it's it's neat. It's really easy. You just set a program in there. Like I use it for the first time I made, and you just say, okay, I mean, heat up to this temperature over this amount of time, however long you want it to heat up to, and then like stop at this time. So you can to completely like automate everything like you wouldn't wow. have to touch it's crazy so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go with that i put the link in the live chat uh if you buy one tell them large marge sent you <laughs> anybody cool. uh, was that Wee herman <laughs> anybody no uh i remember that because my the trucker and Wee herman looked exactly like my grandmother and apparently when i was a kid i thought it was my grandma on tv so oh, back, back, back to reality. <laughs> what you what got, Will? Uh, my favorite tool has got to be that Stanley 78. Um, even though it's not fully complete, uh, it has been uh, pretty awesome in getting these and installed. Um, so I put a link to uh, Amazon just to show you what a 78 is. I don't know if I would buy a new 78, uh, Stanley 78. I'd probably try to find an old one to restore. Um, but I don't know about the quality of the new ones. Uh, James, do you have any idea if Stanley's making anything decent right now? Um, I have tried the new ones. Um, but from what I've been told, they're, they're the exact same form. There really isn't much in them that can change. So I don't okay. know why there'd be too much different. Okay. So yeah, put a link in the description to Stanley 78, um, in case you don't know what that is, but, James, what's your favorite? I have to go with a Nicholson file holder. Do you guys know what a file holder is? Does uh-uh. it hold? Is it the handle of the file? No, uh, it's it basically turns a file into a plane. Whoa! Uh, and so it's it's designed to have well, if you imagine a file 
that has uh, two bolts holes through it so you can actually attach the file to the bed of a plane. And then it's basically like a compass plane so you can actually adjust the curvature of the file and you can put tension into the file and put a slight convex or concave curve into it. Um, and it is fantastic for doing things like uh, um, shoulders and places where you just want to take off a little bit and really finesse the edge. Um, you get the accuracy of a float or file, but uh, with the functionality of a plane. And it's just a really fun tool. I picked one up at the Midwest Tool Collectors Meet. So That's pretty cool. Um, what about the holes in the file? Are you supposed to drill the holes yourselves or what? Or yourself? No, no, they, it comes with, with specialty um, files that you put into them. Um, so the, the file well, runs like an auto body about file. 15 inches long. Huh, that's but cool. Yeah, it's, it's actually a float. The, the video probably makes it look kind of funky, uh, but they're yeah. just semicircle carves. Very, very cool. But yeah, you can get all different um, types of um, what do you, coarseness and uh, actual files or floats and put them in here. But a Nicholson holder, a very fun tool. Well, I think that about does it uh, for this week. We have had a, a fun time with just the three of us chatting. And do we have a special guest for next week? Didn't somebody have a uh, like a, a chef or something? Yes, yes. I haven't fully set it up with him yet. Um, we kind of okay. left it open ended, but uh, stay tuned to our social media, and we will announce if we have a special what? guest next week or not. You know, let's, let's put the feelers out there too. So here's what we're considering: it's something that's kind of crossed our mind. There's a lot of great podcasts out there, and making is such a broad thing. Um, <laughs> so. I think it might be kind of fun every now and then to have somebody from, I, I guess, you, uh, different disciplines in the making uh, universe. So that's why we're thinking like having having a chef on and, and maybe mixing it up, uh, you know, on occasion having somebody who's who makes stuff for a living, but not necessarily out of, you know, wood or metal. So I think that that extra diversity might be kind of a fun way to get some new perspectives um, in into the the show so that's kind of what we've we've been talking about so yeah curious what you guys think of that yeah, let us I mean, know somebody's gonna be like no i hate food i'm not gonna tune in <laughs> <laughs> well uh, i think it's happened again and you guys have completely destroyed an entire what uh, hour with us wow this is actually a slightly longer one well not as long as last week <laughs> <laughs> i do want to say thank you to our patrons on patreon you guys are uh, what have allowed us to keep going. And if you'd like to find out more about that, you can go to patreon.com backslash creators collective. Also, you can uh, come and join us live on our hangout uh, YouTube every Thursday morning. We would love to have you there. Most of our questions actually come from the live chat and it's always kind of fun to hang out with these people here. So thank you for those of you who regularly arrive. I think that's about it. Until next time, have a wonderful day. Until March, March, thank you. Thanks again for listening to The Creators Collective. We publish weekly on Thursdays in iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. You can follow us on social media pages everywhere at Creators Collective. We're also live streaming every week on Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Just look up the YouTube channel to join in on the fun of the live chat and get your questions answered live. And until next time, keep on creating.